We say what they can't radio. DJs ran the rap. You asked them to spin it back. Cross the map. Parties, we had them on shakedown. We came to talk up. This is the breakdown. Yes, yes, yes. This is your beloved, humble, and gracious host, Skills, alongside with my co-host, Young Michael. Young Michael, what's going on, brother? Whoop, whoop. What's up? Michael in the house. BK. Okay. That's good. That's good. How's your day so far? How you doing? How you feel? How you feeling? Man, this week has been amazing. I have no complaints. It's only Wednesday. It feels like a Friday. Oh, yeah? That's good. That's good, man. A lot of new music dropped recently in the past couple of weeks, man. How you feel about the new music that dropped? The new shit? It hit different. It hit different, y'all. It hit different. So this week on the Breakdown Podcast, we will talk about the mainstream artists of the week, and that is Young M.A., Young Ma, Young M.A. We'll be talking about her and about her recent project, her story. What you? What she said? Uh, young, she called me Poppy? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not even laughs> we already know what I'm talking about. All right, Young M.A., yo, the album, her story, it, it's hard to say. I'm not going to lie. It's hard her story. I, I just break it up in two words. Her story. Yeah. Her story. I, I can't do it. But yeah, I, I fucked with the album. I like it. You like it? Scale to one to ten. Overall, not as much as I like Young and May. I'm actually, I don't like the album as much as I like Young and May. That's weird, but listening through the whole thing, through, you know what? Drake fucked up the game. I'll say that. These long ass albums, man, I don't need all that. I don't. Not from Young and May. Like Young and May, this is the kind of artist. Like, give me like eight solid tracks. Eight. Eight. I say like twelve. Twelve. Boom. Okay. <laughs> I say 12. Let's stop at twelve. Like Drake when when he did like what was the last one called Scorpion when he did Scorpion and he like like fifty thousand songs. <laughs> it was okay. Like he went when he did it. Like I felt the first the, like the first. 12 songs they had their own kind of feeling yeah. then the re- then the other half of the album had its own different kind of feeling that was cool but listening to young and may's album the whole like it started there were skips yeah there's a lot of skips on that but with me but i forced myself to listen to the whole song so those songs were like very brutal but nevertheless the album was like a six and a half six and a half yeah it's better Honestly, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like so harsh on other rappers and then my music is like a 10. <laughs> like, I, I'm not one of those guys. Like, everybody else's shit is trash, it's trash, it's trash. Then we get to my show, oh, that's a 10, that's a 20, that's a 50. <laughs> when that nigga shit really is like a 4. <laughs> my bad, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Um, for me, the album actually, the intro was decent. The next couple of songs, I'm not a fan of. Then at, at song eight, it's called Stubborn Ass. At song eight, that's when the album actually picked up for me and it actually was good. I like song eight. Yeah, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a little bit for the fans so they can hear hear the song and tell me tell me their thoughts on it. This is fucked up because I fucked with Young and Me. It's alright. It's alright. We can talk we can be hard critics. What's wrong with you? I understand, like I say one thing, you got something to say after that. I'm trying to talk to you, you don't want to talk. Come on, man. Doing shit for attention won't get my attention. Instead of hitting me up, you do shit with intentions. I thought we was grown. Like, who are you kidding? I guess trying to make it work now is out of commission, huh? Compromise. Don't make selfish decisions. Admit when you're wrong. The only way we can fix it. 
What you doing that is like mission impossible. Like it's hard, like it's logical, like you going through obstacles. Trust me, it's easy. It's like eating a popsicle. It's like tying a shoe. Easy as buying shoes. You get me, you get the point that I'm trying to prove. Cause admitting you wrong is like pulling the tooth. Like stealing the roof that ain't even loose. Oh, <laughs> and you love to assume. And instead of confronting me, it's this big elephant inside of the room. Now you don't speak. Now you a mute. So you son. All right, so when it comes to albums, I feel like it can it should be structured. With Huzz, it felt like the first eight, first seven songs outside of the intro and, pe- and Petty Wap, which is song number five or six, if I'm not mistaken. Outside of those two songs, those other five songs were very commercial. But albums should not be only commercial songs. It shouldn't. You know... Younger May supposed is she's an independent artist. Yes. This album sounds very labeled to me. No. For to, real? Well, then Go again, ahead. also explain, keep explain. in keep in mind this this is I'm an artist that has never put out a project. So you might just call me a single ass nigga. So I don't know. Nah, sir. I don't I don't know, um point point point. I don't know. What I, you know when I listen to like old old heads, yeah, we going there. When I listen to old heads talk about like an overall album and listen to it like from front to back through and through, mm-hmm. and it was fucked up. And I listen like when people, some people listen to Scorpion and then they're like, oh, it, it was like trash. Like I don't like it was too long, it was too many songs. I listened to, it, I listened to the whole thing through and through four times straight, and I was like, this is amazing. So I don't know what it means when you guys talk about like that the structure of the album. I don't know yeah. none of that shit you're talking about. I listen to the music. If I like the music, I like it. If the album was good, it was good. If it was bad, it was bad. So, so I don't know what you mean by structure. I'll ex- I'll explain it. So Scorpion, that's a perfect example. Actually, we have Scorpion, right? Mm-hmm. That has two sides to it: the hip hop side and the R and B side, where it comes from. Jaded. I call it the the good side, and then the, oh, this is where the bitches come in. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not gonna be misogynistic on this. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the the part I like, and then the 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 other part, the other part, <laughs> the other part where he's singing that part. Uh, so, but it although it's two parts, it's structured in a way, in the sense of it has a flow to it. Your album should always have a flow. EP doesn't need a flow, but your album should always have a flow. And I feel like with Young and May, her album it didn't have a flow until you reach track eight. Track can eight. Can we start talking about differences between like a like an album and an EP? Like again, coming from like a guy that's only released singles. Like you say, album EP. To me, there's album and mixtape. All right. So an album is a licensed, produced um, project by your record label or your independent way. Okay, management. And. EPs are exclusive listen, so exclusive plays of songs that's it's a select few. A, P, a EP shouldn't be more than seven songs, and it's only seven now because of people like, not even I wouldn't even say Kanye West, people like Meek, and that's put out lengthy EPs that's more than the traditional EP because the EP typically was four songs before. Now it's been extended. So uh, EPs that's given a t- basically teasers. And see how it gra- gravitates towards the fans and see what works. When you see what works, then you do your album so your albums can have more sales. Without those, without, that's why people have mixtapes. Mm-hmm. The reason the difference between a mixtape and an EP and an album, you're not, you don't make no money off a mixtape. That's not true. What mixtape makes money? 
all of them, almost all of them mixtapes now, except for the guys that are using other people's beats. Exactly. Because now I mean. we, we, we're streaming mixtapes and like we're performing those songs and shows. What, like, what mixtape is streamed right now? Like, can you name some? Like, the mixtape that's streamed right now. I'm probably listening to someone on, on fucking, on Spotify. Like, like I've been listening to, uh, Sus Walker's mixtapes on Spotify. He, he has the rights to his beats, that's why. He's not sampling. He used, he used a 21 Savage beat. That means he got it cleared. There was, it wouldn't be on Spotify if it wasn't cleared. That's the honest truth. I mean, but still, it was on his mixtape. But if you get something cleared, it doesn't become, it's not considered a mixtape. See, but this is what I'm talking about with, with management and shit. Like, you said, a, 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 a mixtape that's being, Stream, yeah. like, like that's making money. So it's Walker, the song is on his mixtape. Bro, I just gave you the answers. But, like. but typically, <laughs> like, I right, we're talking in a typical sense. That typically, you don't make money off your mixtapes. You're not supposed to because the mixtapes would be a free project. Tell that to Drake. What? It's my Drake. What, what was it? So Far Gone? That was originally uh, um, a mixtape. They, they got all those samples and beats cleared. And once you got them cleared, cleared means, to the listeners, cleared means that the sounds that are used outside of the person's voice were approved by the people that priorly owned it. Okay. So, In layman's terms, somebody said okay. <laughs> yes. You paid you paid some money typically. You paid some money to get it cleared and now he can use it. But so far gone was originally a mixtape, but he didn't have no real real samples on like sample samples in the sense of like I took the whole beat. I think he said he went gold off his mixtape. Yes he did. Okay. Mixtape. And and that and that's streaming right now. He's making money for that right now. And you see how he remade, he remastered it, and now we're at the stage of he's making sales off of that. He's making sales off of all his SoundCloud songs. Boom. What does remastered mean? <laughs> now, there's all this fucking language like, in, in the industry. What does remastered mean? Does it mean we just re-released it? Yes, and it just sound the quality of the sound should be better. Should be. Should be better. Should be better. Yes, the quality of the sound... Uh, the 808 should knock differently. 808 is a um is a Who's really listening for this? Yeah, but you're <laughs> you're a DJ. Like, I'm I'm talking about like <laughs> like the sh- the shorty who number I'm trying to get. Like, can she tell it hit different? Cause let me know. Cause then I might pay for the album. Cause if not, then we just playing on YouTube. Um, the quality might sound different. Cause um, so far gone. I'm not when I listened to so far gone the first time. It was in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Are you DJing at this point? Like, are you a DJ? No, I'm a music head at this point. You're, oh, my God. Ah. You're, you're a young old head. Like, <laughs> you're an old head, like a runner-up. <laughs> so I listened to it, and then now you can hear the clarity in his voice and stuff like that. But I don't think – we use Drake a lot, but Drake is not a prime example of somebody that we should use because no matter what, he comes from money. He, he's been – Famous for a while. He's been famous since I was in high school. That's before. That's before why don't you people. like Drake? No, I love Drake. Okay, so why you why you got why you got to do this? Why you got to do this? It's but it's the honest truth. We can't use him because he doesn't come from a typical person. He's not a typical person. He is. He's he says not. he's regular. He says he's a regular guy. So use um. So we're from Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. How many people from Brooklyn you know were on Nickelodeon? We're on Nickelodeon. That I know. That you know. I don't know. Nobody. How many, how many people from Brooklyn you think were... Drake was on Nickelodeon? The Grasses. That was on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay, that's what's up. That's, that's not typical. I mean, he's from Canada, so he don't count. All right, so he don't count. No, I'm saying <laughs> as far as for Brooklyn. He don't count for Brooklyn. Like, he, uh, Canada's say, different. I'm saying, they like, talk different. I'm just saying, just in general, they don't... Our norm is not considered Drake's norm grow up rising. Most, the typical artist doesn't come from the background that Drake comes from. So when you say remastered, it's somebody like... 
save me. I put a project together. I made a dope song that hit. Pop Smoke's a perfect example. Bro, this is not fair. The fact that all you're making this whole entire argument just because Drake grew up in like a, some half bougie ass white neighborhood means that his remastered is different from somebody else's remastered. That's yes. bullshit. That, that's it's, it's the honest truth though, because when Pop Smoke Welcome to the Party first came out, mm-hmm. it didn't sound like the one that's on his um the EP that he recently dropped. But my theory, my point is this: if you're saying he came from like he came from money, basically he mm-hmm. he was never broke. In this case, so then his Soap Argon should have never had to be remastered because he already had all the money to do the mastering in he the just, first place. Drake is a strategic bastard. The nigga did that only to get money. He re-released those songs on Care Package only to get money. All those songs was free before. No, I want my chicken. I'm going to re-release these songs and get the bread. That's all that is because he's he made himself relevant when it's not a time to be relevant. He has no new music dropping, but he made himself relevant by releasing those songs. You heard Care Package? You I didn't listen, listen to Care Package. Nigga, I listened to Care Package. I felt like, oh shit, I should get some pussy right now. Like, he put me in that bag. Again, because I heard this all already before, he put me in that bag. So he just re-released stuff that he did already, and it's real strategic because he kept himself relevant. But that has, has nothing to do with Young M.A. <laughs> you did all this. I didn't do all this. You did all this. But, um, but, and, and, um, to go, you was off on a tangent just now about Drake, whatever. You might hear that a lot on this podcast. This is the breakdown podcast. You gotta break but, it down. But, um, for Young and May, I think somebody in her camp should have told her that album's too long. Somebody in her camp should have told her there's too many dated songs on that album. Cause it had a lot of songs that felt like they should have been dropped three years ago when she first dropped. That makes me think of, um, Song eight, uh, stubbornness. I like the idea of the song, but listening to the song, I felt like the idea and delivery didn't match because I felt like that song was a little too. I felt like it was drawn out. She was explaining too much in the dynamics of of the relationship. Like but, I, at one point, it became predictable. But with that, I say that's necessary because as a, as the album progresses, she talks about when she leaves her, then she talks about her dealing with other girls and her dealing with that past girl affects this. So it's as an album, it should progress like that. How long was Stubborn Ass? Stubborn Ass was... Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Give me a second. I'm sorry. 324. Three minutes and 24 seconds. She should have just knocked it down to two minutes. Why? But she needs to tell you the story of what happened there. Then she progresses on to saying, all right, this is what happened after that. They were not together. And then Bro, you happened. can tell me that whole entire story in two minutes. Young and May, she's talented enough. She can do it. You cannot. She can do it. I've so, seen her do it before in her freestyles. But listen. 32 bars. Done. No, it's not the same. Because you, you had to feel every song. When you listen to her from 8 and on, I recommend if you listen to this album, listen from 8 and on. Because when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I understand where she's coming from. I understand what's going on. Like, when she starts talking about, yo, honestly, I just want you to tell me what's going on. I need you to uh, understand when you're wrong. I need you to understand this. I need you to understand that. It goes both ways. And she says that, like, if I do this for you, why aren't you doing this for me? And she, she explains all that. And then the next song says, yo, all right, I can't be here no more. And the next song after that says he's dealing, she's dealing with another girl. Then she puts a hit, uh, uh, like a club song in between that. And then she plays another song. And I'm like, yo, this is how the album's supposed to be. The album's supposed to be concise and not too long, but it should explain something or should tell us more about you that people are not to the norm. An EP should be hits or you filling out the crowd. Party Next Door does great EPs. A Boogie, before he dropped his last project, did a great EP and seen what worked. And he's like, all right, 
these songs are working. I'm going to put this all on my album, including the, the bangers. And that's why those people are successful. Side note, you drinking? <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to feel away. Um, you got a drink and I didn't? Rock, what is this about? <laughs> All right, I see how this is moving. I got 16 for both of y'all. Both of y'all. The new music, yeah, it hit different. It hit different, all right. It hit different. Um, But um, can I get my rating on the on the album? Can you, yeah, go ahead. Get your rating on the album. It's your little funky-ass drink. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you ain't got no ice. Hot-ass drink. I wanted it like that. He would, I didn't get off with ice. Mm-hmm. Co- Whatever you tell him. That's all good. The cooler's behind Whatever me. you tell him. The cooler's behind me. What? I ain't see no cooler. <laughs> um, it might be behind me. It might. Um, I give it like, I give it a six also. You give it a six? Yeah, I give it a six. And that's why you ain't gonna get no features from Young and May, cause I get my rating is higher than yours. I got your back. But, <laughs> I'm, but I'm saying that cause, not cause of Young and May though. I'm saying that cause nobody told her, yo, cut that down. How you know, how you know it wasn't eight songs and they was like, nah, we need to make it longer. Because nobody would have the sense to do that. Our attention pays out long enough. You know what's crazy? The, I heard an argument saying that if you make the projects longer, it makes your streaming numbers better. So you can like, you, you can go platinum faster because people have to listen to the whole thing. Well, looking at Young and May streams on YouTube, should I have a song that has like 2 million views? And then should I have another song right after that one that's like less than 200,000 views? I wonder like how is her team like perceiving those views right now? You want to email her and find out? Sure. Do that shit. Nah, I'm gonna email her and find out. I don't know her personally. Let me know. I'm gonna email her and see if we can get a conversation. And then and then drop one of my songs <laughs> oh, this guy. at the bottom of the email, <laughs> just just a floater to see what she <laughs> think. Um, but Come on, it's good. BK Life, what's up, Brooklyn? <laughs> so, um, the topic of the week we were talking about is understanding yourself as an artist. Understanding yourself as an artist is very important. You got to understand your market, the people, your market means the people you're talking to when it comes to the gender, the age bracket, the how much money they're making, because all that thing is important. And also you got to understand what genre you're actually in within hip hop. You can't be one genre and be another genre and then make music for another genre. You can't be all over the place. There's but so many people that can actually do that. And those people are superstars for a reason. But know your lane. Stay in your lane until you got in a position to deviate. And you don't always have to deviate also. But So this week we're going to talk about understanding yourself as an artist. Young Michael. I struggle in this area <laughs> very much. You know, I used to think um, when I first started making music, I was like, I make whatever music sells. I learned very quickly that doesn't sell. At least when you when you're by yourself and you don't have anyone like to contribute, create um contribute to whatever your creative process is and like how you make your music and all that. So in this case, you're just remaking songs that have already sold. So therefore, you sound dated. So if you're listening to this and you're an artist right now and you're trying to you want to get famous, don't focus on getting famous. Just focus on making good music. And at least you know Cardi B said said it best. I was watching an episode of um. What's the, whatever show it is with Cardi B and T.I. Oh, I don't and Chance. Like what Rock said. Let's throw that in there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Cardi B, there was just a, a few uh, jarheads, barheads came up there, and they was, like, just throwing bar after bar after bar after entendrum on top of metaphor and similes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that good shit, right? Anyway, um, she was like, yeah, you can rap. That's cool. But 
can you sell a record can you sell out a show and you know what now when i make my music i I start thinking about all right good i like this um i like where this is going but how is like the listener going to perceive my music and are they going to be willing to either pay for this or be willing to pay to listen to me you know basically shout this in their face so i think now like when artists are coming out with music they should be thinking about how people perceiving their music i think this goes into like knowing like knowing who you are as an artist like coming up like with the brand and like and all that exactly. good stuff so this is this is what we're about to get into right now so first we gotta understand the different type of genres there are within hip-hop there are several genres within hip-hop there's several genres within music like this is not only a hip-hop podcast this is a music podcast so understand what genre you're in in all aspects rock country pop techno all those genres have sub genres and that's your market the sub genre for hip-hop you have hardcore rap gangster rap east coast rap dirty south trap trap soul and the list goes on and on and on to even christian rap we have um g-funk we have Jazz rap, Latin rap, and this is just telling you old school. It's called backpack music, New Jack Swing. All of these are different genres within hip hop, and the reason you need to know this because then you understand your market, and when you understand your market, you know how to, what music you need to make. If you're somebody that likes to make drill music, drill music is typically from Chicago. Let's put it like this: if you like Lil Durk, that's drill music. Yes. And uh, Chief Keef, drill music. You know what's crazy? I'm talking about Chicago artists, Lil Uzi is not drill music. Lil Uzi's from Philly. Oh, he's from Philly? All right, well, I, I'm a liar. I lie. <laughs> no, I've been told this. I, I lie. So, you know, there's somebody that's from Chicago that's kind of interesting. G Herbo? Nah, he don't count. Well, he's from Chicago. I'm t- there's a there's a there's an artist that's out now that's from Chicago. Is it not Lil Yachty? L- um, Lil Yachty's from Atlanta. There's a when I when I come when I find the artist, oh. I'm a I'm gonna say his name. I'm gonna bring you right back to this moment <laughs> right here. All right, let's proceed. So, when it comes to hip hop, need to know what category you fall under in the sense of your genre, because that's who you're marketing to. And when you find out what category you you fall under, then you have to find out what type of artist are you. Are you a hit maker or are you an album maker? Are you a person that have content? Are you conscious? All of those things play a huge part in the type of music you make. What kind of artist is 6ix9ine? A hit maker. All right. So what kind of artist is Chance the Rapper? He's, I wouldn't say he's a hit maker. Break it down. I wouldn't say he's a hit maker. He can you make hits. But he's a backpack rapper because he doesn't rap about being gangster. He raps about regular life for the typical person that's in the hood but is not trying to be in the hood. Okay. So they're trying to get out. So he makes music for them. And he makes music like the old Kanye made music like that. J. Cole makes music like that. J. Cole makes backpack music. They make they can make hits, but that's that's not their aim. They make music, they stay in their lane. Although that last chance album was horrible to me but the album before that the wait that's the album he's like baby baby you look good you look i like that shit baby you look good you but, look she, but, but she don't but she didn't want to listen to wale 
But that's all there's uh, No, Wiley's <laughs> album is good. Um, Break My Heart. That's my shit. That, that, that's, I like that song. I like that song. That's a good song. We're not going to go off another tangent. We're not going to do that right now. We already did it. <laughs> but, um, like, like you said, Chance the Rapper, he makes, he could make a hit, but that's not him. He makes projects. That's why he doesn't drop single after single after single. He waits a while. He lets people diagnose what's going on in the world and he raps about it and he's he is a backpack rapper and he relates it to us he relates it to the middle class or lower class and tells us yo this is what's going on he loves his wife he he everybody i think everybody's been in love by the age of 21 to 25 between the age of 21 and 25 i think you've been in love and when he's talking to you you can relate to it it's real okay the breakdown let's break down the finance the, the the finances of this the finances okay now, you got singles artists, right? And then you got like project, th- these project guys, these superstars, which you speak of, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's the numbers on a guy that's just doing singles versus a guy that's doing a project? Because, from my understanding, you know, I talked to my producer, right? Jack. Mm-hmm. He tells me, no matter what, like, he's not the only person that tells me that. He's like, no matter what, every artist you see is absolutely broke. They're all in debt. All their deals is fucked. No one that's in the music game right now has a good deal, or at least has a deal that's profitable for the artist. In the same sense, right? Does it make sense for an artist, for there to be an artist like Chance the Rapper? Well, even though Chance is is independent. So, for another artist that's solely relying, like, for example, Nicki Minaj, that's relying on projects. She doesn't release singles. Whenever she's releasing music, it's only to line up a project. But she's not in she's not in our market that much. Her core originated from this market, but she's not in our market anymore. She's been she's been popular. She's hip hop pop. She's not in the hip hop world. So I don't consider her because the people that really listen to her aren't us. But no what, more. what I'm saying is, does it not matter if the finances of the of the industry the or art the artist gets fucked no matter what? That's what's supposed if if that's what's supposed to happen, right? The artist is is getting the tail end of the of the record deal. If you, we just spoke about this in the last episode, yes, you signed a record deal, you got fucked. You don't make any money off of your music. You can only make money off the shows. And before you take that dollar, give me thirty three cents. If that's the case, how is is it financially is it feasible for there to be an artist that just releases studio albums? Yes. Cause look at Conway and Benny. Who's that? Conway and Benny are from Gazelda. They're from upstate New York, but they're rappers and they only release projects. They only release projects and they tour all the time. When you release projects, you're gearing towards your audience, gangster rap. Them niggas is gangster first and foremost. They're, they're gangster. All they're, right, they're, they're I'm gonna gangsta. listen to them. They, they, you said they gangster. I don't think they look. Them niggas. I listen. I listen to their music. And I'm like, yo. They shouldn't be talking about this. No, not they shouldn't be talking about it. Is there any happiness in your life? All gangsters are happy. <laughs> no, they enjoy they enjoy what they do. Rock, do they do, do they sound happy in their music? Rock, listen. <laughs> don't ask Rock these kind of questions. Uh, you put you putting the man in a tough position. But um, and, but them like they get. To we need to put a camera on Rock so <laughs> we can catch his responses in these in these moments. But um, for them, like I listen to them and I'm like. Yo, they target their audience and they tour to, they tour, they were independent before and now they sound to imagine they're with, um, Rock Nation. They were independent before and now they tour and they get their bread from their tours and they signed that management deal, but it was so smart because they had a couple of projects underneath their belts. 
they had individual projects and I think they had a group project. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I think they had a group project. And I'm like, yo, they're doing what they do and they do it well. People like Dave East. People like Rick Ross. I think Rick Ross should be a project artist, but his label tells him to release singles. I don't think he wants to release Because you listen to his project and you heard most of the songs on it. And then his hits, we heard most of the hits. Like the song with him and Drake at the last song of the project. If we would have heard that on the actual album, our reaction to the album would be completely different. If we would have heard certain songs later on, it would be completely different. And I think he should have, he should be an album artist. But that's his label telling him no. And people like J. Cole, who's an album artist, you don't hear from him. He does a lot of features, but you don't hear his singles drop ever unless he got a project on the way. And then he leaves one single, boom, he drops his album. Those are album artists. Let's go back to the question. Which is, which one is more feasible for the artist? Feasible. Singles or albums? Feasible sick, um, albums. Because you, you finish your album and then... Remember, OT Genesis said off of... He, he made $5 million off of... um Was it Cut It? Um, cut It. It was Cut It. In the first year, he made $5 million off of Cut It. Yes. But that's... The thing album, about- 12 songs, $5 million a song... If if that's the numbers, then we doing pretty good. But I don't think every artist is doing pretty good. Now, so let, let's take Younger Mae since she was our, our she was our artist of topic, right? Mm-hmm. Younger Mae dropped ooh. Let's take Younger Mae and Cardi ooh. B. Let's take Younger Mae and Cardi B. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard this before, and that's why I'm using this example. Okay. So let's take them two. Break it down. You have two artists that dropped around the same time: Bodak Yellow and Ooh. You have. I'm going. Damn. You have Bodak Yellow and Ooh. We have both are were at that time independent. One signs to a label, one goes the independent route forever. Mm-hmm. Young MA, Carter B signed to Atlantic. Damn. So are you are you arguing that Young MA could have been just as big as Cardi B? Yeah, but she wasn't ready. But Cardi B was. Her team prepped her for it, and I think I think that's the that's the benefit of being on a label, is that there's people that's not typically in your circle. That will tell you do things that are beneficial for you. Okay, so my bad, I interrupted you. Let's finish. But um, you have Younger May and Cardi B. Both of them had bangers. Both of them were in this route of stardom. Cardi B was able to produce another hit. Cardi B actually produced a couple of hits. Younger May dropped a couple of songs after, and they didn't stick. Hot sauce and stuff like that didn't stick. And I like Petty Wop. Petty Wop is on this album. I know. That's but, why I mentioned it. <laughs> so when you listen to that and then you listen to, all right, they both were at the same place and one went this way, one went that way. Younger May probably made more money and totality from her album than Cardi B. And you're saying why? Because there's so many people eating off of Cardi B's album and she dropped so many singles. She's touring a lot and she's worth a lot more. And she probably has more endorsements because Fashion Nova and all this, that to the third. She's worth more. But Younger May gets at least 80% of her 20K that she made that first week. Now, we don't know what Cardi B makes over her sales. I don't know because I don't know what her deal is. I don't let's just say 15%. Let's say 15%. She doesn't own her. On the, wor- on the, like, on the worst case scenario, 15%. Because I think Uzi gets like 35%. And she doesn't own her master's. But she's in book for like two fifty a show right now. Exactly. 
but you have somebody in MMA that's getting booked, let's say, like for fifty a show. But she, get, I'm taking Cardi route. You're taking Cardi route. I'm taking Cardi. I'm taking Cardi route. I'm taking just because she's getting all, she's getting all of that. Outside the people that she has to pay, she's getting all of that, and she owns everything. Like nobody else. You owns ever heard that. of? You know who Gary V is? Yes. All right, Gary V said something real interesting. He's like. Everyone wants to be a boss. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because it's in right now, right? It's just mm-hmm. like a hot topic. It's, it's trending. Yes. Um, he's like, but 50% of, 50% of businesses fail within their first two years, right? Um, and usually about only 30% of businesses that, that start make it to the fifth year. Long story short, I would rather be number seven at Facebook than be number one at Dogbook. Facebook being a multi-billion dollar corporation, publicly traded tens of billions of dollars i think now hundreds of billions hundreds of billions of dollars i would rather be number seven and own a two percent stake in a hundred billion dollar company than be number one and own a hundred percent of a company that hasn't even gone over a thousand dollars in gross revenue but i also say how many people are cardi b how many people have had hits shit how many people are young and may how many people have had hits and was able to stay relevant that's what i'm saying like it's not hard to get into the rap game once you make a hit. Once you make a hit, it shouldn't be hard for you to stay um to get in the rap game. It's the honest truth. Pop, look at Pop Smoke. He's a he's a. Is he still making music? Cause he said he only goes to the studio like once a week or a month or some like some crazy shit. Like Cause that. he's touring his ass off. He's getting all that bread. You know, Leo Cohen mentioned it. it said, said something interesting about that, like how um artists. It's hard to 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 work on the artist development if mm-hmm. like. Artists are keep chasing these like club promoters, like the, the the small bags. Like he he mentioned that it's hard to get artists to actually go on, to go on big tours and mm-hmm. to headline because they keep getting snatched up by small promoters offering them ten and fifteen thousand dollars at a time. It's hard for people in general in the business world to do um to become big because they take a chump change. Think think of it like this: as us as a podcast. If we have a bigger picture, which we both do, and we know we, we know what we're capable of, are we going to take the short change right now just to make ends meet, or will we struggle a little bit and then go to the right company and get a big bag? Which one would you do? As me and you... <laughs> my, <laughs> you didn't know my answer. How much is the chump change, nigga? And I know, and that... and. I say that, but there's a whole lot of real estate to buy, and that's that's because of who you are, and we understand who you are. But and I'm trying to t- get icy, icy. But typically, ABS. but but typically, when it comes to music, business, anything in that aspect, if you know your worth, yeah. You without real estate, I would I would just hold out. Exactly, and that's like knowing your worth, and a lot of artists don't know their worth, and a lot of artists don't know what they're actually capable of. Because I know for a fact. Griselda probably got offered millions of offers saying like, oh, take this little monster contract. Take this little but um, Red Bull contract. Take this little Sprite deal. Say, what did Young Dolph say? $10 million deal? I said, hell no. But if you know your worth, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm turning down those and I'm trying to get to the big, big, big bag. I'm trying to get there. And I say Younger May, although this project wasn't what we expected, she get to her market. And, All right. And she knew her market. Younger, so Younger May drops her album. Mm-hmm. 
she knows who she is as an artist. She's getting to her market. She's getting to the bag. Whether she went for the deal or not, it doesn't matter. She's still getting 50, 50 bands a show. She's still going to go gold. Depending on how, how they push the album, she might even go platinum. What about the regular guy? What about the guy right now that's going to the studio? He working at McDonald's. I'm going to keep running down on McDonald's. He working at McDonald's. He might even be doing a little trapping, a little scamming on the side because mm-hmm. he the next big thing. He just got him a little bit of baby drip. Um, What's up? He has to do research. He has to do his research. Yeah, he has to because like no, no. I'm saying he like he just like he just went to the studio. Like he just got the song mixed. Yeah. The biggest the biggest lie in the music industry today is that your music will be heard no matter what. That was actually my segue into like the, <laughs> next, the next topic, which just ate my whole shit. Right. My bad. So that's the biggest lie in the music industry. Your music will be heard no matter what. Most people that get their music to pop do their research and do the groundwork around the music and understand, yo, this is where I got attacked. All right. I make drill music. I make gangster music. Why the fuck am I trying to get to all these preppy-ass kids that are in college? They're going to listen to it when it pops. But right now, that's not who I need to get to. I need to get to all the crip and blood niggas. I need to get to all the wannabe gangsters, like the white boys in the suburb areas. That's who I need to hit. So basically what 6 9 did. Like, yo. 6 9 You a gangbanger? Pull up. I got you. Here's a bandana because you're not gangster enough. But, that's, that's exact, <laughs> but, but that sounds crazy, but it works. And that's what you're supposed to do. You got to understand who you are around. I won't understand who you won't understand nothing unless you understand who is listening to your music. And you gotta understand how much money they got too. Cause at the end of the day, you want people that's gonna either stream your music or pay for your music. And if you're making music for people in the hood, you have to have things for them to make them want to spend their money. Cause black, I'm not saying black people that live in poverty don't buy shit. It's the honest truth. They don't. Unless you give them a reason to. So you got to have gimmicks. You got to have a niche. You got to make something that pulls them there. And that's understanding your market. If your market is a bunch of people in Section 8, come on now. What am I going to do to... Eating better today, baby. What am I, what, what I going to do to get them to spend that dollar on me? What am you I gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop the, the EBT lines on them. Let them know, bro. I got you. We doing $50 handouts. <laughs> $50 handouts, bro. You can win a cash prize. The hundredth person to buy the album wins a thousand dollars. The album going for, for $20 a pop. <laughs> Alright. And one more thing I want to point out. Do you think, I want to ask you, how do you feel about evolving as an artist because every artist is supposed to evolve but how do you feel about evolving as an artist we spoke about the mark understanding your market spoke about knowing what type of genre you are but what about evolving as an artist how do you feel about that i don't know what you mean by how i feel about it i i know just got to be done if you want to stick around like if you and when i say stick around i mean if you're not if you're not progressing if you're not moving forward if you're stagnant you're dying Mm -hmm. so in this case you have to evolve in a sense where you can't be 20 years from now making the same music you were, you know, 20 years ago or but, today. But how do you keep your, mar- your core market then? Well, I think it's just the, the same as like when an artist. Okay. I'm going to give you a good example and a bad example, mm-hmm. right? Lil Wayne. Okay. He started out, he was fucking 14. Now Lil Wayne is like almost 40, right? Mid thirties, cool. It doesn't. He's Lil Wayne. It's good either way. Like he's yeah. good. He's a good guy. I'm sorry. 
Anyway, I, I I know you sorry. It's okay. Just be careful. Anyway, um, he goes from a teenager to grown to grown ass man with kids and baby mamas, and like we've grown to like him even more. Then you have Bow Wow, or should I say Chad Morse, whoever the fuck he wants to call himself. Um, just over or just no, he's just bad, just bad, done, bad. I would say Soldier Boy, but Soldier Boy. Right. He's better than Chad. So, so do you think Little Wayne evolving? There you go. But this is this is me with evolving. Little Wayne didn't get better. Would you jump over the goddamn table? <laughs> but he what didn't get talking? better. He what didn't. Are you and, talking about and like we have to be call a spade a spade. His project was decent. Hold on, Carter Five. Yes, it was. Decent. No, 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 it wasn't decent. It, it was everything we was expecting and more. It was proof of what. That he's the goat. What are you talking about? Like he was, he was going like what Drake said. I was going for summer. Niggas thought I was dead. Little Wayne was here and dropping. He he was dropping singles, dropping fucking mixtapes. He was doing features, and niggas just forgot mixtape Wheezy. Like he wasn't. He can't really. You forgot he like, could out rap everybody. This is the nigga that went toe to toe with Eminem, and Eminem didn't say nothing. Come on, come on. This is this is what I'm saying about Little Wayne, right? This is what I'm saying about artists in general. You can evolve. There's someone who's beat Jay Z. Let's. Jay Z didn't make a response, so technically he lost by default. Oh, God. He's beating Eminem. Only person's been able to do this is fucking MGK, and this is recently. Come on, he's the goat. Stop, stop shooting at him like this. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm telling the truth. You sure? Because I'm here. Bah, bah. Eminem. I said Eminem. Drops Little, the clip. Little Wayne is a good rapper. He's the but, goat. But Little Wayne is a rapidy rapper and he was mm-hmm. he wasn't able to evolve with the times. When you talking about every rapper that's out right now and that's rapping under the age of twenty six is is somehow biting off Lil Wayne. That has nothing to do with him evolving though, because his content has to change. He's the goddamn culture. Look at <laughs> li- listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Let's, let's, take, let's take about Eminem and Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z has progressed every album that Jay Z has dropped since Reasonable Doubt has showed his progression and showed him evolving, but also staying with the times to understand what's going on in the times. Okay. Little Wayne, although his album was was not horrible, it was decent. The album was decent, but it didn't show that he progressed in his thinking or progressed or evolved as an artist. It's Little Wayne that we all expect, so it's nostalgic to us. Oh, shit, that sounds like old Little Wayne. Nigga, I think we get past the old Little Wayne part. He didn't progress. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you telling me there's a song Open Letter. Yes. You heard Open Letter. I heard the old album about six times. That's it? Okay. Yes. Uh, it, it's okay. No, it's it, okay. It, no, in like o- Open Letter, he he actually talks about suicide. Yes. Would you ever have imagining Lil Wayne talking about Remember, look, the story Lil Wayne gave everybody was he was playing with the gun and shot himself, right? By mistake. No, 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 no. On open letter, he lets you know, no, no. It's not that I was playing with the gun by mistake. No, no. My mama wouldn't let me rap. So it's either I rap or I die. And now listen to this. It's not what you say all the time. It's how you say it. As you progress as an artist, your delivery has to be different also. You got to be able to stay Did with Did you not listen to his shit with Kendrick? Nigga, we talking about one song. We're not talking about a whole project. We talking about a whole project, not the just one song. The whole project was amazing. How many songs on that thing sounded dated? Why are we going off a tangent right now? <laughs> you coming at my guys. First it was Drake, now it's Wayne. I was trying to get to the next topic, but you don't <laughs> let me. 
I told you about this, man. Drake and Wayne are not up for discussion. That's it. Okay. They're the they're the greatest. It does it doesn't get any better than that. All right. I get it. I'm sorry. I won't bring them up again. Thank you. God damn. But I say, as an artist, you have to evolve, but you got to be able to keep your niche in it. What Little Wayne was able to do, he kept his old self in his his music. I just saying that <clears throat> the way he delivered it was dated. You're the only one that feels like this because there's a lot of people that will sit there and turn around and say Wayne is no longer the Wayne that he used to be, and he's just straight ass. And those people, as the once great Six Nine would say, you already know what I'm thinking. SMD. But I think. Like give me having dated music is very important in music actually. And I think Young and May had music on her project that was dated. I think Little Wayne had a prop music on that that was dated. I feel like Rick Ross had music on his last project that was dated. It's just as time progresses, you have to change with the times. You have to be able to keep your old self but also move with the times and it's a hard thing to do. And you will lose your core if you do not stay in on that path. So, right now, <coughs> since me and Michael had, so since me and Michael had this, What was the beat? <laughs> we heard it. What was it? I got a text from you. You got a text? You lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. That's no, you're toxic. You're, you're right. You're toxic. <laughs> no, that's that was manipulated. <laughs> no, that was an inside joke. So, um, this, um, this is the Breakdown Podcast, and this week we have an unsigned artist called Original Versioso. And How do you pronounce that? Versioso. Original Versioso. Original Versioso. For sure, Ovi, but his artist name is Original Versioso. And he recently released a project, and this is the intro on his project. I use a project, nigga. Okay. I get no, it. and you heard that, you heard that song. The song's really good. Nah, for real. It is. <laughs> it really is. So we're going to let the listeners listen to it, and then we're going to um, break it down. But this is by Original Versioso, Escape It Is. Original Versioso. He likes just fucking with words. I see. Okay. <laughs> now, nah, but take your time and listen to this. This, this, this one, this one different. I just said the new shit hit different. Nah, this is good. This is good. That was you. That was you. Would you text me? You dead ass? Yeah, that was you. Listen, that camera, you alive. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, when he said, just turn away from the mic, I'm like, does no, it matter? But like, I don't want to hear what we say. They can say whatever they want to say. Nigga, you? You know, it's funny. You know, somebody told me. I know. So it was like, you can never 
never be my fault. Well, I wouldn't even make it up. You see what I mean? This nigga's toxic. You're going to be a fucking Eskimo. Hope he had the medical tree for Mexico. So that was Escape It Is by Original Versioso. That was Escape It Is by Original Versioso. You can find out on all DSPs. And the name of his project is called For My Niggas and My Bitches. But it's spelled different. So it's number four, M-Y-N-E-G-U-S-A-N-D-M-Y-B-I-S-H-E-S. For My Niggas and My Bitches. Why he fucking with that alphabet? <laughs> nah, but this this project right here, I mean this song, this project is good. I like the project and and all. This song, this is how an intro is supposed to be. This is the intro of this album as EP. This is how This is the intro? This is how an intro should be. I thought when I heard this, 
it touches on a lot of things. It touches it about. It make me think of the baby intro. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it touches on a lot of things. It touches about him coming up. It's about his perspective on life. It touches about what he used to think and what he thinks now. It touches about him growing as a man and understanding what's around him and his environment. He wants better for his people around him. And it's like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? So, like, when I heard this, I was like, yo, let me, let me shoot this guy a text real quick and show him how, how much I appreciated this song. Because at times, this is one of those songs that, like, I, it's a wicked cold song. Like, 444, when I heard that album, I was like, yo, that shit woke me up. I heard this song. I was walking home drunk. I was walking home drunk one day. Crazy, right? I'm walking home drunk from the um, bus because the bus stopped somewhere. I'm just walking home. And I'm listening to the song. I, I'm talking to listen to it. So I'm going to listen to it. I'm listening to it. And I hear this song come on. And I hear the intro. And I show him a text. I'm like, yo, my nigga, this shit right here is insane. And because it hits, it resonated with me. One, two, because he got real deep. And three, it's your intro. Your intro should set an image for us as a listener. And that's what he did. He did that real well. And it's a good-ass song, yo. And he sung with it a little bit. I didn't even know he did that. So that was a, that was a plus to me. What you think about the song, though? I like the song a lot. Um, when I was listening to the song, I thought of I thought of a few people. I, th- I thought of a few artists. I thought of Drake. I thought of the baby, and I can't think of the third artist. So most likely that person just doesn't matter. Either way, uh, I like the idea of the song. I like the I like the song. It's a really good song. There's just moments where I felt like his delivery could have been better. Where I could have felt the words more. So I feel like there was particular parts where most likely he probably liked these parts the most. But he can't be like that. That's fucking selfish. You can't just be like just give out like 150% on the parts that you like and then like 70% on a part that's just uh 70% on a part that's just okay, this is just the hook or this is just the the third line and the second verse. No, no, no. I need that same 150% energy all throughout the song. Because this is a good ass song. So to feel like like there's highs and lows to the song, not as if the like the song itself has highs and lows, but the artist has a high and a low where there's like a, a lower interest point in the song. Mm-hmm. It hurts. It hurts the song. Oh, so you say, and in turn, it hurts the artist. So this was an amazing song. I just hope that when maybe you could have like gone back and listened to it again and realized. Yeah, this is a low point. This is a low point. This is a low point. Because I'm noticing low points where I'm like, nah, nah, I feel, I feel you. I feel the song. I feel where you're going. But like, you, you kind of like lingered over here. Like you, like you, you, or not, you didn't even linger. Like you just passed over on this part. Like there's, like there's certain like punch, um, I guess in this case, you would have like punched in in certain parts just to make sure that you emphasize certain things more. But other than that, man, the song is good. Yeah. This song, I like, one out of t- like uh one through ten, besides those like that delivery, I give this guy a solid eight on this song. A solid eight. Yeah. If you if you just go back and you fix those parts right there, bro, you got a ten from me. Like so, yeah. just remember I gave you a, a solid. It wasn't a weak eight. It wasn't a, a just a, a eight. It wasn't a straight eight. It was just a solid eight. So I would be looking out for my feature. You know what it is <laughs> at Young Michael Y O U N G M I C H A E L E D. <laughs> Young Michael. What up? Yeah, that's a and the product that B is dope too. That B is dope too. That that I think the way it starts is very important. When you let the beat breathe a little bit, that's very important, especially with a cinematic beat like Little that. Wayne had a song like that. Oh my god, we're not gonna have it. Let the beat build. 
But I give this song, honestly. Now we know you his man, so. No, 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 no. This is a strictly business relationship. This is strictly business. Now this is a strictly business. And I've told him this, like, yo, this has nothing to do with me knowing you or on a business level or nothing like that, nigga. I heard the song and I hit him up immediately. Like literally, like, yo, I said, yo, my God, this is shit. It's amazing. And I said, yo, the song is super dope. I give this song a nine. A nine? I give this song a nine. The reason I didn't give it a ten is because I felt like it was just too long. That's it. That's the only thing I didn't like. It. it was just too long. The song was too long. It was damn near five minutes. Ov, don't worry about the skills. Always, always on this too long bullshit, bro. <laughs> like I'm, t- this song is fine, bro. Just go back and just work on the, the delivery. Okay, that's what you need. The that's, delivery. It wasn't delivery. It's emphasis. The emphasis. Like there's like thirty S's in it. Alright, so with that, Ovi, keep doing your thing. Original Versioso is the name of his project. It's available on all DSPs, which means digital streaming platforms, if you did not know. And the song the thing is the out listen, the EP is called For All My Big All My Niggas and Bitches. That's the name of his project. You can find it on all DSPs. I go by the name of Skills, your gracious host. He said he wasn't going to do this no more, but go ahead. I go out here with Skills, your gracious host, and I'm alongside my co-host. Young Michael, you already know what it is. Young real estate nigga. What an attitude. Motivation of the week. Get the bread and stay focused. Don't lose touch of your, your long-term goals. And that's a fact. Stay focused. This is the Breakdown Podcast. Holler at us.